Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? They believe that they can they can destroy this bond that exists between you and Trump if they somehow make Trump look bad, make Trump look like a reprobate, embarrass you about Trump. They can't do it because you came before Trump. Desperately want Trump gone, and I I know that they desperately want it codified that Trump cannot run again, because make no mistake, they remain scared to death of you, and they remain scared to death of Trump. Uh, Trump, 75 million, 80 million votes. And I'm going to tell you, you're not going anywhere. Even if Trump does, you're not. Which I think remains one of our big campaign strengths going forward. They can't separate you from Trump. And more importantly, they can't separate you from the ideas. They can't separate you from MAGA. They can't separate you from Make America Great Again. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. My goodness, today is going by quickly. Hour three of the Wendy Bell Radio program. Delighted to be with all of you. Thanks for spending some time with us. You know, the opening monologue, if you missed it in the first hour of today's program, you can bounce back on the podcast and listen to it there. But I I, I tell you from the heart how I feel about the impacts of poor leadership, of bad people, of of an evil global cabal of of all of the effects of just suck on our kids you know i think we're pretty resilient we can do a lot but the minute people start normalizing manipulating children i'm done i'm done And that's what this segment galvanized in me just before the first hour of today's show. And I just vomited out a reflection of what it was like growing up in the 1970s. It's just, it was simpler. And I think we can agree that puberty and getting older in those weird middle school years are awful. Figuring out who we are, who we aren't, seeing people for what they are or aren't. And then you throw in it social media and all of these messages. Nobody seems to tell the truth. It's, it's like technology has allowed us to live in this alternate universe, like a distraction. So the steady destruction of America from within and from outside forces too could take place. This hearing, this big tech and online and the online child sexual exploitation crisis. This is an oversight hearing with the judiciary yesterday. Josh Hawley from Missouri is is a father. And he is one of those voices that we should follow, we should listen to. He does the research, unlike Corrine Jean-Pierre, who does not know the names of the three army reservists, who does not know how to pronounce East Palestine, who didn't take the time, doesn't care. Josh Hawley feels this personally. And at issue is all of these CEOs from 
X and Twitter and um, Facebook and Snap and Insta and all these places, right? Mark Zuckerberg is one of them. He's just yucky. I'm just going to say it. He's a dirty yuck who gave $400 million to put ballot drop boxes in in predominantly black neighborhoods so people could stuff the ballot drop boxes and fiddle with the election. It is what it is. And if you don't want to hear it, fine. But then just continue burying your head in the sand. Josh Hawley lost it. He's got Zuckerberg in front of him. And he says, Mr. Zuckerberg, the damage that your platforms have done, Instagram, Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. You say there is no connection between what you guys put out there social media-wise, platform-wise, and mental health issues with young children, especially little girls. Is that really what you're saying here? Question and answer. Go. Mr. Zuckerberg, let me start with you. Did I hear you say in your opening statement that there's no link between mental health and social media use? Senator, what I said is I think it's important to look at the science. I know it's people widely talk about this as if that is something that's already been proven. And I think that the bulk of the scientific evidence does not support that. Well, really, let, let me just remind you of some of the science from your own company. Instagram studied the effect of your platform on teenagers. Let me just read you some quotes from the Wall Street Journal's report on this. Company researchers found that Instagram is harmful for a sizable percentage of teenagers, most notably teenage girls. Here's a quote from your own study. Quote, we make body image issues worse for one in three teen girls. Here's another quote. Teens blamed Instagram, this is your study, for increases in the rate of anxiety and depression. This reaction was unprompted and consistent across all groups. That's your study. Senator, we try to under, understand the, uh, the feedback and, and how people feel about the services. We can improve Wait a minute. Your, own, da- your are- own study says that you make life worse for one in three teenage girls. You increase no, Senator, anxiety and depression. Says. That's what it says. And you're here testifying to us in public that there's no link. You've been doing this for years. For no, years, you've been coming in public and testifying under oath that there's absolutely no link. Your product is wonderful. The science is nascent. Full speed ahead. While internally, you know full well your product is a disaster for teenagers. Senator, and yet you keep true. right on doing what you're doing. Right? That's not true. That's not true. So in the gallery behind Zuckerberg is a bunch of parents, families with pictures of their children who are dead, who committed suicide. The correct answer for someone paying attention is, Mr. Zuckerberg, we must do better. We would like to work with the families and with this panel to make the necessary changes to our platform so that this sort of stuff doesn't happen. Somebody who sucks doesn't say that. In fact, he doubles down so that Josh Hawley has to say, wait a minute, oh, wait a minute. We're going to get into some of the nitty gritty, some of the minutiae here of these young girls. In one week, they were asked in this last week, have you seen nudity? Have you been propositioned uncomfortably online? What have you experienced? Holly goes off. Go. 
Let me let me t let me show you some other but facts I, mean, I know that you're you familiar with. You I, well, oh, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's, I mean, not that's, that's not a question. That's not a question. Those are facts, Mr. Zuckerberg. Mm -hmm. That's not that's a not, question. That's, those aren't facts. Here, let me show you some more facts. Here are some here's some information from a whistleblower who came before the Senate, testified under oath in public. He worked for you, the senior executive. Here's what he showed he found when he studied your products. So, for example, this is girls between the ages of 13 and 15 years old. 37% of them reported that they had been exposed to nudity on the platform, unwanted, in the last seven days. 24% said that they had experienced unwanted sexual advances they'd been propositioned in the last seven days. 17% said they had encountered self-harm content pushed at them in the last seven days. Now, I know you're familiar with these stats because he sent you an email where he lined it all out. I mean, we've got a copy of it right here. My question is, who did you fire for this? Who got fired because of that? Senator, we study all of this because it's important and we want to improve our services. Well, you just told and me a second ago you studied it, but there was no linkage. Who Senator, did you fire? You, I said you mischaracterized 37% of teenage girls between 13 and 15 were exposed to unwanted nudity in a week on Instagram. You knew about it. Who did you fire? Senator, this is why we're building all Who these did you fire? tools. Senator, that's, I don't think that that's... Who did you fire? Nobody! They don't care. They don't care. Corinne Jean-Pierre doesn't care. Joe Biden doesn't care. Mitch McConnell doesn't care. They don't freaking care. A guy in his own company, a senior executive in Meta, blew the whistle to Zuckerberg. Crickets! Nothing! Of course that is the case. How about this? Mark, do you know the people behind you? Do you know who they are? Are you going to use any of the billions of dollars you make every year to set up some kind of a compensation program for the families of little girls who decide to hang themselves because of your content? Listen. You didn't take so any there, significant I, I action. It's appropriate to talk about it, it, like it's not appropriate. decisions. Do you know who's sitting like behind you? You've got families from across the nation whose children are either severely harmed or gone, and you don't think it's appropriate to take a, talk about steps that you took? The fact that you didn't fire a I, single person? To, let me I'm ask you this, let me ask you this. Have you compensated any of the victims? Sorry? Have you compensated any of the victims? I, These I, girls, I, have you compensated them? I don't believe so. You, why not? Don't you think they deserve some compensation for what your platform has done? Help Senator, with counseling services, help with dealing with the issues that your your services caused our, our job is to make sure that we build tools to help keep people safe are you going to compensate them our goal is to build tools that keep people safe uh i'm no technology wizard but it ain't working and the disconnect he's completely baffled he doesn't understand why josh holly is asking him why would i pay anybody anything for what did you not just hear us say? Did you not get the email? Did you not understand why you're here and why people flew from across the country on their own freaking dime to sit here in front of you, Mr. Zuckerberg? Clueless. But the bomb drop comes next. When he stands up to quote unquote, apologize to the families of children who harm themselves. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. 
so here's Josh Hawley with Mark Zuckerberg in the hot seat. This is a Senate Judiciary showdown. Big tech in the online child sexual exploitation crisis. Josh Hawley, the senator from Missouri, is questioning Zuckerberg. Hey, you know what? Your own internal studies prove that particularly among young girls, 13 to 15, what they're seeing on your Instagram platform is not beneficial. It is harmful. A significant number report in the last week. Having access to very uncomfortable things like nude photos, getting sexual advances online, and worse. And then Holly drops this. You know these folks who flew in from all over the country on their dime to meet with you, to show you a picture of their child who killed themselves because of the pressures of this social media. Would you like to apologize? Only reason the dude gets up is because the live TV cameras are rolling. And if he doesn't, he looks like an even bigger tool than he is. There is nothing authentic about this. I'll tell you what he says because it's hard to hear. Listen. Senator, our job and what we take seriously is making sure that we build industry-leading tools to find harmful to content, make money. take it off the services, uh, to make money. and to build tools that empower parents. So you didn't take any work. action. You didn't that's take any true, action. Senator. You didn't fire anybody. You haven't that's compensated a single not, victim. Let me ask said. you this. Let me ask you this. There's families of victims here today. Have you apologized to the victims? I, Would I'm, you like to do so now? Well, They're here. You're on national television. Would you like now to apologize to the victims who have been harmed by your product? Show them the pictures. Would you like to apologize for what you've done to these good people? I'm sorry for everything you've gone through. It's horrible. This is why we're going to continue doing industry-leading efforts to uh, make sure no one has to uh, go through the types of things that your families have had to suffer. He has no idea what he's talking about. Do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Corrine Jean-Pierre and the three dead army reservists that she knew nothing about and didn't care. Go. What I will say, our deepest, uh, obviously our deepest condolences uh, go out and our heartfelt condolences go out to the families uh, who lost uh, three, three brave uh, three brave, uh, three brave of uh, three folks who are, oh who are military folks who are brave, who are always fighting, who are fighting on behalf and of uh, this administration of the American people. Obviously, more so, more importantly, uh, we lost those souls. That is what you get. Inauthentic. Holly finishes the line of questioning with this. Go, Mr. Zuckerberg. Why should your company not be sued for this? Why is it that you can claim you hide behind a liability shield? You can't be held accountable. Shouldn't you be held accountable personally? Will you take personal responsibility? Senator, I, I think I've already answered this. I mean, this is these well, are try this again. Will you take personal responsibility? Senator, I view my job and the job of our company as building the best tools that we can to keep our community safe. Well, you're oh, failing gosh. at that. Well, Senator, we're doing an industry-leading effort. We build AI oh, tools nonsense. that... Your product is killing people. Will you personally commit to compensating the victims? You're a billionaire. Will you commit to compensating the victims? Will you set up a compensation fund Senator, with your money? I think these are... These are with your money. Senator, these are complicated Yes, or that, No, that, that's not a complicated I, I, question, though. That's Senator, a yes or no. Will you set up a victim's <sighs> compensation fund with your money, the money you made on these families sitting behind you? Yes or no? 
Senator, I don't think that that's uh, my job. Is to sounds make sure like a no. Good tools. My, my sounds job like a is no. To make sure that your job is to be responsible for what your company has done. You've made billions of dollars on mm. the people sitting behind them. Are you here? You've done nothing to help them. You've done nothing to compensate them. You've done nothing to put it right. You could do so here today, and you should. Ted Cruz with the knockout punch, and he says this to Zuckerberg about platform his platform allowing people to click ahead and see images of child sexual abuse. What? Listen. Instagram also displayed the following warning screen to individuals who were searching for child abuse material. These results may contain images of child sexual abuse. And then you gave users two choices. Get resources... Or see results anyway. Mr. Zuckerberg, what the hell were you thinking? All right, Senator. Um, the, the, the basic science behind that oh boy. is that when people are searching for something that is problematic, it's often helpful to, rather than just blocking it, to help direct them towards something that, um, that could be helpful for getting them to get help in what i understand get resources in what sane universe is there a link for see results anyway well because we might be wrong we we try to trigger this this uh warning or we tried to um when we think that there's any chance that the results okay you might be wrong let me ask you how many times was this warning screen displayed i don't know but the but the you don't know why don't you know I, i i don't know the answer to that off the top of my head i don't know you're letting people see pictures of children being sexually abused on your platform. And you can't answer questions about it. They don't care. None of them does. I'm pretty sure we've made that clear, yeah? Well, coming up next, let's talk about this billionaire mega mega donor for harvard checks ain't coming anymore until you do one of something we've got the comments next on the wendy bell radio program you know the thing that's difficult about cancer is by the time you finally find it it's had so much time to nestle into your body that it can oftentimes be very difficult to get rid of. If you could stop something early, that would be the play, of course. This cancer that hasn't just shown up in our colleges and universities, and quite frankly, it's all over. It's not just higher education by any stretch. It has so terribly metastasized that I honestly wonder about what kind of surgery would be required to successfully remove it. Is it even possible to do that? And it makes me angry because I'm a huge advocate of education. I think Joe and I collectively have like 40-odd years of, of, of education between us. Something like that. It's stupid. But it's corrupted. And I really wonder about how it's going to get back. My son, Ryan, getting into colleges right now, really wants to go to Vanderbilt. 
He's been put on these deferred status things because everybody's trying to figure out how many people they need to fill in, what box, whatever, which space is left for the really high-achieving kids who should be able to come here. Do I even want him to go? Right? And by this point, it's too late. Barn's The horse is already out of the barn, right? I can't just say to my kid, you know what? I'm not so sure about that place. They're really liberal because they all are. And I went to the University of Colorado, for God's sake, the epicenter of liberalism. I managed out okay as a conservative. But these billionaire donor guys, and I think it would be really a bummer if your title was always billionaire donor. These are rich dudes. Like, good for you. I'm glad that you were successful. They're putting the squeeze on these schools and saying, hey, this DEI garbage ain't happening. It's not working. This guy's interesting because he just gave $5 million to Nikki Haley's super PAC, right? So it's, it's not like he's MAGA. He ain't. But he sees very clearly what's going on at his alma mater, Harvard. This is Ken Griffin. Says he's going to stop his donations. He's at some conference in Miami, and he's talking specifically about, look, they've detoured so far outside of the realm of education that until everybody comes back on board, I'm not giving him one damn thing. But the way he says it is very interesting. In audio soundbite number one, you're going to hear billionaire mega donor Ken Griffin Say basically what needs to be said. Are we going to continue wandering aimlessly, chasing some objective that doesn't even do anything positive? It's like reparations. What does that do? What does that solve? It gives busybodies who never got off the couch and freaking worked a day in their lives something to bitch about. That they are owed something. These kids, they're owed something. They demand to come out of these these schools and to get a six-figure job and four weeks of vacation and a 401k and yada 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 you know what i remember working mornings weekends holidays all of it we are creating a generation of suck on purpose audio soundbite number one at this conference in miami donor ken griffin is going to say what needs to be said it's important listen the real question is, is will America's, and I'm going I'm to choose a word here carefully, America's elite university get back to their roots of educating American children, young adults, to be the future leaders of our country, or are they going to maintain being lost in the wilderness of microaggressions, a DEI agenda that seems to have no real end game, and and just being lost in the wilderness. Like, which way are we going to pick? But here, Ken, this is a product of your $300 million that you gave last year. The critical thinking process of this is, why is it that more than 95% of college professors are freaking liberals? You're not getting diversity of thought. You can try to make your student body look as diverse as whatever, but if you've got a unilateral way of looking at the world and it's through sniveling liberalism of smug, holier-than-thou, better-than-you-preaching liberalism, do you really think anything's going to change, sir? Of course not. 
How about getting back into the business of doing what you're supposed to do? Teaching. Audio soundbite two. Are we going to educate the, the future members of the House and the Senate and the leaders of IBM? Or are we going to educate a group of, of young men and women who are just caught up in a rhetoric of oppressor and oppressy and this is not fair and frankly just like whiny snowflakes? Like where are we going with education in elite schools in America? And that's a really big issue. Guys, it's not... It's not just elite schools. I just told you. I went to a beautiful place. Easy as heck to get in. Hard as balls to get out. University of Colorado in Boulder, Colorado. This crap was going on back then. And I was there in 1988. This is not a new phenomenon, sir. I'm sure you're paying attention to it. This is exactly the way liberals function, though. Got to be a victim. Got to be oppressed. Got to have something wrong. Got to have something to fall back on. Because if you're not one to stand up with your own God-given talent and freaking lay it all on the line, right? Well, you find your nice welcome spot in a place of higher education. Join the club. Pick a number. Audio soundbite number three he continues. Or actually the lady who's in charge of this little forum. She's like, so what are you going to do? This is the equivalent of the, of the ladies at the University of Pennsylvania not hopping out of the pool immediately when a, when a dude with a penis wearing a unisuit uni pretending to be a chick got in the pool to swim with them. Oh, hell no. There's not deliberating like, well, I don't know. It kind of made me feel weird. I don't know what to do. What should you say? I mean, should I go through proper? No, you get out of the water. You want to swim as a woman, do it on your own time. Because I'm not doing it. That's how it happens. Lady asks him, you still going to give money to Harvard? Let's listen. What does that mean for you in terms of, of continuing to support the university? I know that after, um, you know, in response to the signatories that, that placed the blame squarely with Israel for the terrorist attacks, um, you said you wouldn't hire anyone from any of those groups. Do you still feel that way? And no, I, I precisely said I would not hire any of the signatures, anybody who signed Signature. the letter, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's very easy to be a member of a club. You and show up know. for drinks and you didn't know, you didn't partake, you weren't asked. And I, I think for those students to be dragged into this is just wrong. Like they, they're their own people, they can make their own decisions. They're not all, don't paint them all with the same brush. But if you sign that letter, no, I'm, I'm not gonna hire you. I don't have to. And are you... you know what you should do, sir? Again, I'm no money manager. I'd ask for your money back. Because you spent $300 million to create the environment in which a Claudine Gay can be hired because she's a black woman, not because she's an austere scholar, right? <laughs> Remember that line? Austere religious scholar. That ain't her. Your money funded that. How did you not know this was going on? This is on you as it is on everybody else, sir. You might enjoy the spotlight. Oh, a rich man. We're supposed to appreciate him. Oh, just like we appreciate Bill Gates, who's the devil incarnate. Oh, money, money, money. Some of the happiest, most decent people I know in the world have no money. It's amazing how unencumbered you are 
when you are left to live a joyful life, not posing to be something that you're not. And finally, Ken Griffin, number four. So are you going to give any more? Because it's all about the dough. All about the Benjamins. So are you going to give him any more money? Oh, let's applaud this too. Go. Are you still supporting Harvard financially? No. <laughs> and, and I'd like that to change. And I've, I've made that clear to members of the, uh, the corporate board. But until Harvard makes it very clear that they're going to resume their role as educating young American men and women to be leaders, to be problem solvers, to take on difficult issues, I'm not interested in supporting the institution. It sounds so good, doesn't it? It sounds good. And then you realize this guy wants to give and did give Nikki Haley $5 million. Nikki Haley, who has a very difficult time talking about the transgender situation, ladies and gentlemen. So which way is it, Mr. Griffin? I know you want to sit here and you want to be applauded for withholding your funds. $300 million. It's a lot of money. But then how on earth would you not see Donald Trump and the MAGA movement as the antidote to this cancer? It is the scalpel that excises the cancer. You don't see that? My man. Then you are just as much a part of the problem as everybody else who sits on their hands, who doesn't get out of the pool, who doesn't start telling the truth and pushing back. You might be rich. I don't think you're a leader, sir. But that's just me. The sound of the week. You got to hear it. Yes, again, it is from Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson from the great state of North Carolina. He's next and you'll love it on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. All right, so I have to teaser Beezer you a little bit before I tee up Mark Robinson for you. And it's 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 the difference between everything that you've heard today, be it Mark Zuckerberg just so clearly not caring about the impact his business and its platform has had on so many young people in our country. There's absolutely a, a zero regard. There is none. I don't, I don't care. And even being forced to get up in the spotlight uncomfortably and apologize, the apology is so flat and meaningless. It's insulting. It's, it's Joe Biden insulting East Palestine by flying in a year after the fact for a photo op. That's that's insulting. It's it's obvious. It's Kathy Hochul and, and New York. Well, I think we need to deport some people who beat the crap out of two cops. And we're going to scratch our head and be like, why aren't people wanting to be police anymore? It's such a I can't I can't put it all together. Right. Right. You're going to hear it from the heart in Mark Robinson. But this is on the heels of this story on Politico headline. 
California introduces first in-nation slavery reparations package. I'm just going to read you the first couple paragraphs because it's going to tee up this beautiful response from his heart from Mark Robinson. California state lawmakers introduced a slate of reparations bills on Wednesday, including a proposal to restore property taken by race-based cases of eminent domain and a potentially unconstitutional measure to provide state funding for specific groups. Well, that sounds vague. The package marks a first-in-the-nation effort to give restitution to black Americans who've been harmed by centuries of racist policies and practices. That's kind of broad. California's legislative punch is the culmination of years of research and debate, including 111 pages of recommendations issued last year by a task force. The 14 measures included, introduced by the Legislative Black Caucus, touch on education, civil rights, criminal justice, including reviving a years-old effort to restrict solitary confinement that failed to make it out of the state house as recently as last year. Not included is any type of financial compensation to descendants of black slaves, a polarizing proposal that has received a cool response from many State Democrats, including Governor Gavin Newsom. So before we listen to Mark Robinson, let's just review, right? You got all these people who have spent all this time, all these resources trying to figure out ways to give people who are black in California something for some reason to say something about something that might have happened in the past to them or other people. We don't know. Very vague, but it needs to happen. By golly. And Gavin Newsom wants money. He wants hard money, like $300,000 for every black person. Because California can handle that. Because it all makes sense. Because being a victim forever, it's going to end when that check hits your hand. Really? Is that what you think? Is that what these people think? That they are owed something in these United States? Because I got the rebuttal for it. It is crisp. It is concise. It is heartfelt. It is the antithesis of the fake emotion connection concern from everybody on the left. Here is Mark Robinson. Go. There are some people that were talking about reparations in this country. They wanted reparations. And I remember I made this particular liberal so angry at me because I told them right to their face, nobody owes you anything for slavery. If you want to tell the truth about it, it is you who owes. It's you who owes. Why do you owe? Because somebody in those fields took stripes for you. Somebody after those fields were ended and slavery was ended, somebody had to walk through Jim Crow for you. Somebody fought wars and died for you. Somebody lived less than because they didn't have what you have, and they did it for you. There are people in their graves right now, and they are there because they were willing to stand up and fight for you. Those folks on the Edmund Pettus Bridge, carrying American flags, take that, Colin Kaepernick, living in a society that he could scarcely acknowledge something that he has never known, living with a bigotry that none of us can imagine. 
carried American flags on that bridge. And when they were hit upside the head with knife sticks and shot with water hoses and knocked to the ground, they got up and picked those flags up and kept marching. And they did it for you. Nobody owes you anything if anybody owes it's you. Because you've been the benefactor of freedom. You are the one that owes. And what do you owe? You owe it to them to get up off your tail and get to school. And when you get to school, you owe it to them to get up off your tail at school and get to work and get some learning in your head. And once you get that schooling in your head and get out of that school, you owe it to them to get to work. And then when you get to work and you get married, you owe it to them to take care of your children and not let the government take care of your children. It's you who owe. Nobody owes you a single solitary thing. The sacrifice and blood that has been laid out in this nation on your behalf, there is a bill at your feet for it. It's time you got up off your tail and went and go pay it. Amen. Amen. And it makes me go back to my monologue, reminiscing to growing up in Southern California in the 1970s and 80s. It all was so much simpler then. It's not complicated. This is not difficult. It is common sense. Period. Thanks for being a part of our family. Hope you come back tomorrow because we'll be here. Until then, love you guys. Peace. Peace.